up to 48. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Tom Russell. Currently 26 at WHP 580. The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, good morning, everyone. Tim Decker here with you. Next hour, talking any and all things financial. If it's important to you, it is important to me. You have questions about your current investments, perhaps some investments you are considering, IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, insurance questions, retirement plans, IRAs, 401Ks, 403Bs, anything um, that might have an impact on you and your personal financial life, if it's important to you and your family. I promise I will make it important to me. You have me here as a resource for the next hour, as my goal is to be your trusted resource for financial truths. Let me give you the phone number. We do take your calls in uh, on a first-caller basis, and uh, you can reach me here uh, by dialing in. Locally, it's 717-540-0580. Again, that's 717 540 Zero five eighty, and anywhere else toll free. It's eight hundred seven two four fifty eight zero one. Again, that's eight hundred seven two four fifty eight zero one. And again, uh, all we need is your first name, where you're calling from, and we will queue you up in the order of when we received your call. And uh, if you have something you want to be certain that we discuss, the sooner you call in, the greater the likelihood we will get to you. And I will start taking any callers uh, right after our first break. So uh, if you want to get in line, now would be the time to call and uh, be happy to hear from you. Again, anything you'd like to discuss, if it's important to you, do not be shy. And my promise is I'll do my very, very best to provide you with straightforward, unbiased advice in my attempt to help you ultimately make wise financial decisions. For all of you listening out there who are veterans, I want to say a deep, heartfelt thank you for all that you've done for our country. Those that have passed on who gave the ultimate sacrifice and those who are still living, we want to say thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing. My son, Dylan, is a five-year veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. I have many friends um, who have served in the military. And for all of you out there who I have not met who have served, 
I want to say thank you very, very much. Being a military family ourselves, I have a firsthand sense of the sacrifices that uh, uh, families go through and uh, sincerely, sincerely appreciate not only what my son has done, but what all of you other veterans have done. So happy Veterans Day. It's the least that we can do, and there's so much more that we should do, and hopefully so much more that we will be doing. Okay, let's uh, step back, take a look at where we are in the financial markets right now. We snapped an eight-week winning streak. If you consider a up week in the markets a winning streak, well, this past week, the major indexes uh, were down for the week, uh, for the first time in uh, over eight weeks. Why? Uh, well, you can guess, I can guess, anybody can guess. Talking heads on television will all offer you their insightful uh, breakdown and make it all sound so good. But uh, the truth is, and that's really what we focus on during this hour, the truth is, no one exactly knows what the reason is other than people were willing to sell shares and other people were willing to buy shares. And that's what brought the market down. It's as simple as that. Now, what all goes into that, it can be a very, very, in fact, is a very, very complicated answer. In fact, it's so complicated that no one knows exactly all of the variables that tied into it. And frankly, I would encourage you to not waste your time even thinking about or buying into what the explanations are. Whenever you hear somebody on the radio here, whenever you hear somebody on the radio somewhere else, on television, anywhere, providing some great explanation as to, well, with what's going on in Washington, with what's going on over in North Carolina, Korea or the uncertainty with the tax bill between the House and the Senate. I mean, it, it it's purely, purely speculation. And as I've tried to educate all of you and urge you over the years to think about and thus ultimately follow upon is do not make any, any investing decisions that has anything to do with speculation. Well, speculation is trying to guess what's going to happen next week based upon what's going on in Washington, what's going on throughout the world, what's going on with whatever the tax laws may or may not be. Speculation is somebody trying to convince you that a certain stock is a great buy or if you have a certain stock, now is a good time to sell it. Because when people start going down that path, what they fail to understand is any attempt to outsmart the markets, which, again, let me remind you, the markets are comprised of millions and millions and millions and millions of investors who come together throughout the day and agree upon prices between buyers and sellers if you think or I think or some knucklehead on TV 
or on the radio thinks that they're going to be able to consistently outsmart the markets, those individuals are completely, completely ignoring historical evidence and facts. And as you know, I try my best to encourage you to be able to siphon out or filter out noise and speculation from evidence and facts. And if you'll focus on the things that we know as supported by evidence and history and resist and ultimately become good at identifying what is dangerous and noisy and speculative, then you can help yourself and you can help your family make wise financial decisions. And as I've reminded you many, many times, and I will continue to, successful investing is not just about doing the right thing. You only need to do a certain number of right things, make a few evidence-based wise decisions with your investing, but so much of it after that is guarding against and protecting yourself and making sure that you are properly armed to protect you and your loved ones from all of the dangers that exist in the world of finance. And believe me, there are many of them out there. They, the, the, <clears throat> the world of finance, Wall Street, banks, uh, mutual fund companies, all of these big financial organizations spend lots of money on coming up with marketing schemes and products with an attempt to make them sound so alluring, so alluring as to entice consumers to turn their money over to them. So that's why I, I remind you regularly, if you have a certain set of rules that you follow and that you make sure that those rules, again, are grounded in academic evidence, that can help protect you from getting sidetracked from all the things that are constantly coming at you. And I hear the ads all the time. You hear the ads all the time. And I encourage you, do what you know is right and do not allow yourself to be seduced and tempted into getting off track into areas. Because remember, we are all wired in such a way that we have to continually guard against wanting to believe something that sounds good, even though when we look at it in black and white, applying it to tests of evidence, they just don't hold up. So do what's right and also make a lot of effort to make sure that you're properly armed to not make unwise financial choices. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we will pick right back up. If you have anything you'd like to discuss with me, you can reach me at 717-540-0580 or 800-724-5801. Principled and built to keep you informed. News Radio WHP 580. 
If you have a question about your finances or your financial future, give us a call right now at 540-0580 or toll free at 1-800-724-5801. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Welcome back. Uh, let's go right to the phones. We have Mike from Mechanicsburg. Good morning, Mike. How are you, sir? And I got to ask you, are you a veteran by chance? I am not, but uh, thank you for asking, and obviously thanks to all the veterans out there. But thanks for taking my call, call Tim. Absolutely. How can I help you? You know, in the uh, retirement, uh, what do you like about these variable rate annuities that maybe have step-ups, um, go for maybe, you know, five, six years, and then start to lock it down and draw out? Um, I know you got to leave it in there, you know, because there's penalties if you take it out early. Right, yep. But in addition to, you know, regular Roth IRAs and, you know, I've got those, and it's just like a, an additional uh, stream of money looking at that aspect. Okay. What do I like about them? Or, or what are my thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, first of all, I, I don't like them. Um, and I'll share with you why. Um, they are loaded with fees. Whenever you have a, an annuity, whether it be a fixed annuity or a variable annuity or the worst of all worlds, fixed indexed annuities, which are those products themselves were designed by the devil himself as far as I'm concerned. But Whenever you have any type of annuity that has a surrender penalty, which means for the benefit of everyone else, although t typically they'll let you take out, you know, maybe up to 10% each year, anything over and above that, um, these things have surrender penalties where your money is locked up um, unless you want to incur a major penalty. And I have seen these surrender penalties in some of these products go out as far as 15 years some of them will go out seven years but you know it's typically between seven and 15 years the reason for those surrender penalties is number one not only is it to keep your money locked up in there and uh, so they can have use of it and make money off of your money but number two it's because they pay a pretty serious commission up front to the salesperson and these things can pay as much as between 5%. I've seen them up to as high as 10% right up front. So what happens, Mike, <clears throat> is you meet with one of these sales guys um, or gals. You, you give them 200000 bucks. They put this in this annuity, and they have, ha, ha, they have done a great job of telling you about how your money's going to continue to grow. You're going to have all these guarantees. You're going to have this guaranteed income account. So, you know, when you get down the road, regardless of what the market's been doing, you got this nice guaranteed income account, and that's the key, key word, income account, that they will then let you slowly drip your own money back out to yourself, typically at a rate of 4 or 5% a year. Well, if you do the math on that, if it's 5% a year that they're going to let you take out, it takes 20 years at a 5% withdrawal rate to just get 
that value itself out. And while your money is left in there, guess who's getting use and growth on your money? The insurance company. So not only do these things lock up your money up front to be able to enjoy these great guarantees and these bonuses and all these things that they are so slickly taught to sell, what it is is they are insulting the consumer out there because if you think about it, at the end of, say, 10 years, if you have this guaranteed income benefit account, and let's say it's 300000 that 300000 is not yours in the form of you can have access to it. They're only going to pay that out to you over many, many, many years. And you're smart enough to, uh, to understand the time value of money in that if you had that $300,000 that you could withdraw immediately and get growth on that yourself, even at a rate of return of 6% a year in 12 years, using the rule of 72, at a 6% growth rate, that $300,000 would be worth 600000 But guess right. what? Guess what? You don't get that lump sum up front. They dribble it out over many, 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 many years. So in summary, the things I don't like is, number one, if you look in the policies, and most people do not, but if you actually look in the actual policies of the annuity that you get when you take one of the, these things out, and I look at this, I, I, I look at these things all, all, all the time. I have clients come into our office that want a second opinion on what they have. And when I show them in their own annuity policies, their eyes just open up when they see how these things are laden with fees and expenses. Typically, typically with a variable annuity, expenses are anywhere between 2.75 as much as 4% annually. So you got all these high fees, you got your money locked up, and while it's locked up, by the way, the expenses in the annuities can be changed by the insurance companies and by the the money management companies. So if they change the expenses and let's say they bump them up even higher, you're still subject to being locked into that thing until those surrender penalties are gone. That's one thing. The, the, the other problem that is a big problem is the taxation of these. They, they are setting you up for some of the worst tax uh, uh, scenarios that you can often face because what happens is when you put money in there, if it's a non-qualified, which means it's not an IRA, but it's just taxable money, yes, it grows without you paying taxes on it now. It's tax deferred. But then down the road, all of the gains, all of the gains are going to be taxed as ordinary income versus had that money been invested in a beautiful low-cost, diversified portfolio, say, of low-cost index funds, sure, you'll pay a little bit of taxes along the way, but the bulk of it, you're going to be able to withdraw and sell in the future, and you get the benefit of capital gains. And if you don't ever use it all, guess what? It gets passed on to your heirs, and they get the stepped-up cost basis and don't have to pay taxes on any of the gains where with these annuities, 
guess what? When they inherit those, that's all going to be taxed as ordinary income. So I, I, I've got to say, that, you know, the vast majority of annuities are sold. They're not bought. And the reason that the vast majority of them are sold is they make a lot of money for the people that are selling these things, and they make a lot of money for an insurance companies and the money management companies as well. So that's an overview. Any questions on that? Did that help? Nah, yeah, yeah, it did, exactly. I just, like I said, I didn't want to have all the eggs in one basket, and I was looking at uh, some other avenues. Yeah, well, not having all your eggs in one basket um, really the best way to look at that is as long as your monies are held by a reputable custodian, and I, and I mean reputable, like a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab or a Vanguard, your money is going to be safely held. But then where you want to work on the diversification is what type of investments are you then going to invest in? And if you build, like I said, a beautiful globally diversified portfolio – where you've got some stocks, you've got some bonds, you got some international, you got some U.S., you got some small companies, you got some large companies, you got some real estate, you have some government bonds, you have some investment grade corporate bonds. That is a beautiful portfolio, and it is far from having all your eggs in one basket. In fact, with our clients' accounts, they are part owner typically of about twelve thousand companies throughout the world in over. 40 different countries. So that is the beautiful type of portfolio that, that that I would recommend in sitting down with your financial advisor and doing a financial plan, always in line with your goals and your objectives. Make sure that you have a plan first because the portfolio should always be the servant of the plan. But once you've done that, you can diversify and you can have a beautiful portfolio. But guess what? You can do it all without paying anybody commissions and not in those expensive annuities so excellent well i appreciate it tim thank you you are welcome and thank you so much for the call and i sincerely sincerely wish you the very best all right bye 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 okay uh, uh, let's go to let's just go ahead and go to the news when we come back we're gonna go dot com thanks for listening to news radio whp 580 A lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. All right, Tim Decker here. Welcome back. Second half of Financial Freedom. Uh, before we uh, bring Nancy up here, let me remind all of you, if you have not yet done so, by all means... Take advantage of the ongoing monthly newsletter and monthly video blog that we have available absolutely at no charge, strictly for educational purposes. Um, all you have to do is go to our website on the home page on the bottom right-hand side there. You can subscribe to it. It's uh, Insights and Education is the name of the newsletter, and all we need is one thing. All we need is your email address. We don't ask for anything else. I have no interest in getting anything else. We just want to provide you with ongoing education to be able to help you in any way we can. And, again, it's just my way of doing my best uh, 
to provide you with ongoing, objective information grounded in financial science and academic evidence, not the hype and the hope and the slick sales pitches that you continually have coming at you from so many other areas. Our website address is isifinancialgroup.com. That's isifinancialgroup.com. Okay, let's go to Nancy, I believe, is in the Harrisburg area. Nancy, I sincerely appreciate your patience. How may I help you? Hi, thanks for taking my call, Tim. You're Um, welcome. I really enjoy your show, and my husband and I are almost at 70 and a half, uh, nearing Mm -hmm. the time when we'll be needing to take our required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. We started saving really late in life. Uh, We are invested now in low-cost index funds. We have not used a financial advisor at all, and we've never actually uh, used a tax accountant. My husband uh, does that for us. My question is, would it be advisable for us to meet with a financial consultant or an accountant uh, in regards to taking our required minimum distribution. I'm a little concerned that we either won't take enough and would get penalized or uh, not really know how to uh, take, uh, you know, what what fund to take out of. Yeah, you just don't want to, right, right, right. You want to make sure that you do it right and that you're strategic and that you're not, Missing anything because exactly yeah because the penalties um, if you make any mistakes in this area can be as high as fifty percent which uh, you guys obviously have done well to get to where you're at and uh, you don't want to you don't want to be penny wise and pound foolish correct say, you know? mm-hmm. um, I would highly recommend I would highly recommend that you sit down with and pay a fee-only advisor for like an hour consultation. Make sure, please make sure, and if you've listened to my program over the years, I think you will, but make sure that it is not a fee-based advisor because you don't want that. You Mm -hmm. want a fee-only advisor that will be happy to, to sit down with you and that you can just pay them for an hour or two of their time. And, um, since you do not have a tax advisor, um, to pay a tax advisor also uh, to, to just have a sit-down. And, uh, you know, so this this altogether all may cost you four or 500 bucks, if that, and you may be able to itemize that and get a tax deduction on it. But to have the peace of mind to be able to sit down with a good financial advisor who can coordinate and, if need be, uh, I'm a huge fan of, and what we do is we work closely with the tax advisors to jointly come up with a strategy that can help you determine when should you start taking it out, what's the best strategy, what buckets should you take it from first, because you know there's mm-hmm. there's three potential bu- there's three potential buckets when you start taking money out in retirement. There's your taxable. There's your potentially tax-free if you have any Roths, and then your your tax-deferred, which is what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. which you don't have a choice as it pertains to the RMDs. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some potential strategies that can help with that. As an example, you know, depending upon what tax rates we see next year and where you're going to be from a tax angle, sometimes, sometimes not, but sometimes it might make sense for 
many individuals to not wait until their RMD and actually start taking money out a little bit earlier if by doing so it potentially will avoid having to take out too much of your RMD and run the risk of bumping you up into a higher tax bracket. So that's something that should definitely be evaluated in, in talking with a, a tax advisor. You may want to also look at the strategy, again, of the pros and cons of Roth conversions. It may or may not make sense. But all of those things added up can really help you not only be confident that whatever decisions you're making are the right ones, but potentially can help you save a fair amount in taxes over the long term. And part of this discussion should also tie into when you and your husband eventually pass on, how important is it to have money go to your heirs or wherever in the most tax efficient manner possible? Because that needs to be tied into this whole discussion of Roth conversions as well. So it's not as simple as some people think it is, and it actually can really yield some bottom line higher net returns in many cases if you incorporate all of these things into it. So to spend four or five hundred bucks to sit down with somebody to help you come up with a game plan, and even though it may have been the same game plan you were going to do on your own, it's only going to give you assurance mm -hmm. that whatever you are doing is the right thing. So, yes, I would urge that, but subject to, subject to making sure it's a fee-only oh advisor and it's not somebody that's going to try to get their foot in the door and end up taking over the house, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And how do you identify? I'm, I'm pretty clear about how I would identify a fee-only advisor, but how about a tax advisor? Is it best to get a referral from the, the financial well, advisor? or? I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, you live where in the Harrisburg area? Yes. Yeah. If you will send me uh, an email, send it to our office email address, which is isi at isifinancialgroup.com. Again, that's isi at isifinancialgroup.com. Mm -hmm. And send an email and uh, ask my office to uh, just let them know that I asked you to email me and to please pass it on to me and that you're looking for a good tax advisor that you can pay, you know, that's very reasonable but is very, very knowledgeable and personable. I have uh, some contacts up in that area. Uh, that's great. Up in the Camp Hill area. Are you very far mm -hmm. from that area? Not far at all. Okay. And I can assure you um, who I will refer you to. I've been working close with for like 16, 17 years. And, again, we receive nothing in return from them. They receive nothing in return from us. I get no kickbacks from anyone. That's something I feel very, very strong about. But we have referred many clients to this gentleman, and they have been very happy, and I would be happy and honored to point you Super. that way. Thank you so okay. much. Really appreciate it, Tim. Yeah. You're welcome. I wish you guys the very best, and thanks, thanks for your so call. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, extre it's extremely important that when you seek advice, that you thoroughly vet the source that's providing you that advice because the the gentleman, the lady, the firm, whoever 
from whom you receive advice from is going to ultimately be impacted and guided by not only how are they comp compensated, but what are the strategies and philosophies that they adhere to. Again, it's very simple. Do they provide you advice and guidance grounded in cold, unemotional financial science and academic evidence, or instead are they pulling out all these uh, uh, emotional words and charts and glossy brochures and showing you past performances and trying to appeal to your emotions and ultimately finding out by you that perhaps, perhaps the advice that you were receiving was not objective and in your best interest, but unfortunately, and we see it all the time as we have people come into our office weekly. I mean, I have people that we meet with regularly who pay us to provide them a second opinion on what they have, whether they're doing it on their own, which many people initially start out doing it on their own, uh, or others that have been working with other advisors. And I can tell you what we regularly see and what we then help clients come in see by showing them in their own investments what they have, what they're paying, what the expenses are, you would be amazed how many times, in fact, it's most of the time, people had no clue of all that was taking place behind the scenes. And remember, you don't get a second chance at a secure retirement. Don't be penny-wise and pound-foolish, but just make sure if you're going to pay for an hour or two of somebody's advice, make sure that that individual that's providing you that advice will sign something in writing that says that they will serve as a fiduciary for you and that they are a fee-only advisor, again, the key word is only, at all times, meaning they get zero compensation from anyone else, any products, and that they are paid by you and you alone to always look out for you. Okay, let's take our last break. When we come back, we have time for maybe uh, one more call. If you have anything you'd like to ask of me, 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580 or toll-free, 800-724-5801. I'm Tim Decker, and this is... The Whole Story, when it happens. News Radio, WHP 580. A lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Welcome back. Final segment of Financial Freedom. Before we go to Paul, uh, I just wanted to extend a special gift to all of our veterans who may be listening Um if you are a veteran and uh, you are obviously listening, if you will send me an email next week letting me know um, that you heard me offering this on this program, uh, if you go to our website up on the upper uh, right-hand side, there's a contact button there. If you'll contact us uh, via an email and just say, that uh, you would like to receive a free copy of my book, The Sleep Well at Night Investor, 
which has been selling uh, well on Amazon for several years now. All you have to do is shoot, shoot me an email, and uh, if, if you're a veteran, and uh, provide us with your uh, name and address, obviously, wherever you want us to ship the book. Compliments of me, absolutely, no charge. It's the least I can do. I will be happy and grateful to be able to send you a copy of my book, The Sleep Well at Night Investor. So just go to our website. It's isifinancialgroup.com. That's isifinancialgroup.com. Up on the top there, on the uh, over to the right, there's a contact button. And uh, shoot us an email through that, and I will be happy to provide you with that. And, again, thanks again to all the veterans for all you have done. Okay, let's go to Paul from Carlisle, I believe. Hi, Paul. How are you, sir? How can I help you? Good morning, Tim. wanted to get your opinion on a particular mutual fund with J.P. Morgan Hedge Equity A, symbol J-H-Q-A-X, which uses puts and calls and follows the S&P 500 index. I okay. had it recommended to me by a uh, financial advisor and just wanted to see if you had any thoughts on it and give me that symbol one more time um j is in john h is in harry q a is in alpha and x as an x-ray j h q q a x a x see what comes up here on morning stars website so i can actually do a quick breakdown on it I can tell you already what my answer is going to be, but um, I want to actually break it down a little bit more for you. Um, Share with me, before I offer you some thoughts on it, what exactly is the objective of this money that you are considering, uh, Paul, putting in this fund? Okay, what we've done is sat down with a gentleman. He seems like a very first-class individual, very nice guy, seems very honest and all. It's just that I have done pretty much everything myself up until then and decided to Mm -hmm. get the opinion of a financial advisor. And he seemed very helpful, and his suggestions are pretty much to split our money between uh, the TD Ameritrade Managed Risk Fund, which happens to be this one J.P. Morgan hedge equity for the Mm -hmm. taxable accounts. It uses puts and calls to protect you on the downside is supposed to be low risk growth where my wife and I are in our early 60s now and so we're going from you know doing a lot of things more aggressively to try to protect what we've earned all this time mm-hmm. okay um, I would and, and let me say I appreciate the fact that this gentleman seems very nice seems very professional seems educated seems like somebody that uh, you'd really enjoy developing a relationship with but having having said that your objective is to do ultimately what's in the best interest of you and your family and you're probably not looking for a financial advisor with the number one priority to be making a good friend but to get sound objective advice am i accurate that's true okay with that having been said the fund that's being recommended um has a load which means you're going to pay a commission up to as much as 5.25% up front. The expenses are very high uh, at 0.85%. And because there are a lot of derivatives in this fund, what you've got is you've got an expensive, speculative, uh, complicated fund 
that I would not recommend you go anywhere near. And the other thing that I would recommend that you do, if you have not, ask this advisor, because I'm very concerned that this fund was even recommended. Ask them to provide you with the following. Ask them to provide you with their form ADV, ADV standing for advisor. Get that from them. Read through the whole thing because it's going to tell you everything about them, how they get paid, how they're compensated, because obviously this advisor is not a fee-only full-time fiduciary, and I would not recommend you know that you work with anyone who is not a fee-only fiduciary at all times. So yep. I got to run. That's the end of the show, but I hope that helps. I wish you the very best. 